The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Firescape. Hey, y'all. Uh, this week, we have another special guest. Uh, well, another. Spe- it's been a while since we've had a guest at episode. That's I true. just realized it's that. Been a, it's been a, a few weeks. Usually, you know, we got it uh, every other day. If you hear a weird noise in the background, people are just tearing up the walls here mm-hmm. in, uh, mm-hmm. in sunny New York City. This week, we do have a guest, though. It is Hannah Elliott of Bloomberg. Yup. Yep. Uh, she covers the luxury division, so she writes mostly about fancy cars and motorcycles, but also other, uh, you know, so she said she did a story about a nightclub and a couple other, you know, stuff the like that. Just like kind of Elon Musk, I think, was yeah. one of them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah she's pretty rad. Uh, I think the profile on Elon Musk was uh, in uh, the Forbes that was days. Forbes. Yeah, because yeah. she, but either way. Yeah, she's she done cool stuff. on Elon Musk. The, mu- the muskrat. Old muskrat. muskie. Yeah. Old Muskie. Muskrat Susie and Muskrat Tim. Yep. If anyone knows that reference, email I, us and I'll I send you a dollar. I don't know that reference. So. For real? Yeah. Dang. I'll tell you after we get done recording. If anyone knows, Muskrat Susie, Muskrat Tim. I think those are the two names. Yes. And it's a song. If you've noticed from our sharing or anything like that, we've actually moved over to a, another new hosting service. I mean, mm-hmm. this is only our our. Uh, I guess third total hosting service, but this one, this one's going to stick, upgraded. y'all. We've upgraded. Yeah. Um, big thanks to everybody at Spreaker, um, or the dudes at Spreaker, or the dudes that uh, that run Spreaker, own yeah. Spreaker, whatever the the people that we met with, um, wh- whatever their official title would be. But um, I had a great meeting with them, and uh, we really liked what they had going on. So if you are interested in running a podcast or you do run a podcast or whatever, we can't recommend Spreaker highly enough. Uh, It's giving us a lot more detailed analytics. So we will be able to get the tent, hashtag tent, hashtag content Uh. that you guys uh, are liking the most to your ear holes every week. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, please rate, review us on iTunes, whatever platform you're listening on if they have a written review and be sure to follow and uh subscribe also if you want to create a free spreaker account uh it's a it's not only a hosting service but it's also an aggregation and platform um so all of your favorite podcasts are likely on spreaker as well um and you can create an account it's uh, allows for a lot of cool stuff like live podcasting and commenting and stuff like that we'll keep you updated if we do a live one but if we ever do a live one you'll need a spreaker account so that you can comment to us and uh interact we can interact with you live in the show in real time yeah it's very cool so we can have a window open seeing your live comments keep it you know keep it neutral and above keep it pg-13 yeah you know um you can keep it rated a light r that's right keep it rated you know as always, if I don't know if you said this, but uh, we would very much like to hear from you. Um, and, you know, any comments, concerns, questions, um, ideas, yeah, uh, recommendations, anything like that. Um, 
we uh, we're we're all ears. We want to hear from you guys. Um, we're like I said, we're starting to get more analytics now from the good folks at Spreaker, and that is super helpful. But none of it is as helpful as just hearing from the folks who are listening to the show. Yeah, and telling us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, we read all your emails. We read yeah. any any comments that you leave on our social media accounts. As always, you can email us at firescapepod at gmail dot com. Um, send any DMs or whatever to us. Firescape Pod. Uh, at Firescape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, be sure to reach out to us, talk to us. Uh, our our trusty Welshman Howell will, will will likely write you back, and he's a pretty good writer. Yeah, uh, he finished his first draft. I was going to say, play. yeah, we, yeah, we, we haven't been news. hearing much from Howell lately. Uh, if any listeners are wondering why, it is because he's been charging through the last bit of his play that he's been working on for almost five years now. Yeah, the, re- uh, the whole reason why we're it. friends. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, send send some words of uh, encouragement and congratulations to uh, to Howell if you would like. I'm huzzah, sure. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yeah. I'm sure he could uh, could appreciate it and uh, would enjoy hearing from you guys as well. We're happy to we're excited to get him back now that he's done, um, and I imagine we'll be hearing from him next week. Well, until Howell gets back, please enjoy this episode of Pete and I sitting down at Bloomberg with Hannah Elliott. Yes. Rule time. Rule. 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 Hide. But I was asked to come and work that event that morning. And they were like, yeah, come work the Bloomberg event. And I'm like, sure. And like, I just would get roll out of bed and show up there at whatever, 6 in the morning. And uh, and I get there and I'm like, wait, what are we what are we doing? What like what is the Bloomberg event? I had no idea what was happening. They're like, oh, we invited a bunch of people to come drive all these Bentleys and Lamborghinis and all these things that showed up. Um, so I didn't even really know what was going on that entire time. Um and uh, but yeah, we had met out in the parking lot a time or two, and uh, throughout the course of the two days, and um, yeah, I just you seemed super interesting. I read some of your articles, and uh, figured you'd be good to have on the show. Thanks. Come and chat. Thanks. Riding cars, whatever. Yeah. You know. I love it. I mean, that's that's New York. That's how New York works. You that's know? right. You meet cool people. And, yeah. yeah. So so tell us about what you do at Bloomberg specifically. Like what. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm uh, my title is staff writer, um, mm-hmm. but I, I work on the luxury desk and I focus on writing about luxury cars and motorcycles yeah. mostly. I mean, I do I do write about some other things like culture and nightlife and anything that I can kind of sneak in that strikes my fancy. But a lot of it is uh, luxury cars and motorcycles, and um, I always say. Most people at Bloomberg write about how to make money. I write about how to spend money. Yep. So nice. I get to do the fun stuff and you know test out all the toys, and um, it's a pretty good job. I'm really it's, happy it's, with it. Seems like a logical pair. Yeah. Right? You know, <laughs> everybody else is writing about making it. Yeah. You write about some, I mean, someone's got to do the dirty work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I've been here for four years, and then before that, I was at Forbes, basically doing the yeah, same yeah. thing for eight years before that. So, so yeah. you did you come to Forbes and then to Bloomberg? as a car person or as a writer first? Uh, as a writer first. Okay. That's a great question. I always say, I'm not a car person. Yeah. I, I've actually done this job for almost 15 years. I'm, I'm not a car person. I'm yeah. a journalist. I happen to write about cars. For sure. Um, but I didn't grow up around cars. No one in my family was interested in cars. My father was um, 
a a safe driver, but not a especially <laughs> fast not driver a, or one. aggressive yeah. or anything. But was the perfect person to teach me how to drive a clutch because yeah. he was incredibly patient. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I I grew up driving his old truck uh, from the time I was fifteen. But uh, other than that, I no, I'm I I have no car background. Although I have been doing this job for yeah. long enough now that I do have some credibility. But um, no, I came from a journalist perspective. In fact. The reason why I was hired um, initially is because the editor at Forbes uh, was working with a lot of car guys who had aspirations to write, mm-hmm. um, but really weren't proper journalists. Yeah. And so, you know, um, you, you, it's easier to teach someone a topic or a beat if they already have the, the writer mm-hmm. skills. Yeah, so, yeah. so actually... Um, it worked out great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, so I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I think I think I know the answer, but just yeah. to clarify. Yeah. You, journalist first. You yeah. were, but your first gig in, in the journalism thing was yes. starting off with cars. Uh, uh, or, yes. So, so how it happened was I studied journalism at Baylor University in mm-hmm. Texas. Um, and, Sikkim and Bears. Yes, Sikkim <laughs> Bears. The, also, the the famous, uh, infamous town of the David Koresh shootout. Yes. Is that yeah. I didn't know. Yes. That. Oh yeah. Home of Dr. Um, Pepper. I was just going to say the home of Dr. Pepper and um, had a decent baseball team when I was there. Um, A decent track team, too. Michael Johnson, of course, the great sprinter, went to Baylor. Um, Dick Baker, the great fullback, went to Baylor. And Milkman. And Milkman. And my my granddad. (laughs) Of my granddad. Of of the reason why I exist, fam. There are some very obscure, uh, interesting little facts about Baylor. But uh, had a journalism degree from Baylor. uh, Worked for a year writing about politics and religion, actually. No kidding. Um, Right after that. That was an internship that turned into a job. Was Um, that in Texas? Yeah, I was writing for a news service um, in Dallas and then moved to New York after that and um, got hired at Forbes on the luxury desk. Yeah. So the so the, the beat was luxury. The guy who hired me happened to also edit car content. So I yeah, just yeah. naturally fell into writing writing about cars, help, you know, he would take me to these car events, um, you know, force me to drive a bunch of things, introduce me to everyone. We were on the track a lot and it just kind of resulted in developing sure. a specialty, mm-hmm. which was Great. I think um, it's great to be open, and it's great to just follow, you know, yeah. kind of where you go. I had no preconceived ideas about what it should be, well, which I think is really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's incredible. Uh, yeah. Like because you know, I I was so excited to work at the car. I grew up with cars. My dad built cars, cool. and you know, I was building motorcycles in college. And amazing. I love that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'm not the Lamborghini Ferrari side of things, like yeah. sports cars. Was, I didn't grow up with that. My first car was a '58 Fairlane. Nice. Um, so like, I like the old, yep. slow, heavy stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, what's cool about what you're saying is like you are getting to do things. And, and learning about these things through, like, that tons of people spend their lives wanting, to, you know, aspiring to drive a Ferrari right. or drive a Lamborghini or to right. race a Porsche or whatever the situation. And, like, you're just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I'll just do that stuff. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really great that you just kind of fell into something. I mean, not saying that you didn't do the work to right, get the course. job being a writer, but yeah. that content... Um, is like, you know, it's dream content for so many people. I, you know? I am fully aware of that. It's really interesting. Um, I think in a way it's very freeing for me as a journalist um, in terms of my coverage because 
if you grow up as a fan of something, inevitably you're gonna have your favorites, your biases, sure. mm-hmm. whatever. And if you're coming to it from pretty much a clean slate of know nothing, yeah, it's it's easier it, to see a wider perspective, yeah. which is really good, and it helps with, you know, the, my readers. Um, even when I started at Forbes, the editor always said. Right, so that your grandma would care, understand and care. Sure. Mm-hmm. And number two, don't worry about diving into the weeds of, you know, um, a trade publication. We're not road and track. We're not car and driver. We're not meant to be. Yeah. People who want to know about that stuff will read car and, sure. car and driver and road and track, and they're not going to come to Forbes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're writing for a broader audience, especially the luxury buyer who might be... Um, you know, thinking about a car purchase or an art purchase or a real estate purchase or a watch purchase in the same hour. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you're, you're writing to a different buyer, which is actually, and I talk about this all the time, a car is another luxury object at this point, at oh, least yeah. these types of cars. Sure. So write, write as if it is. Yeah, you know? yeah so, we're not talking yeah. about like a you know, 1500 Super Duty like right. work truck. Uh, yeah, you know? and, and that, those are great. I'm a big believer in the right car for the job. Sure. Um, but you know, for, for Bloomberg readers and for uh, you know, my reporting, it's uh, it's a different reader. Different when it's part. like coming at it from more of a lifestyle perspective, right. too, of exactly. like you know these are the features of the thing as opposed to like this is the engineering of the right. thing. It's like right. you don't care about the engineering right. of the thing. Right. It's like if you're only interested, I think cars are interesting too because they have a tendency to like car guys have a tendency of because it's such a because it's a an object because mm-hmm. it's a a purchasable good. Uh, you have the people who are fans of something are generally also owners of something or yes. like involved. You can get as involved as you want, as opposed to like sports, where it's like yes. you can be yeah. Like the greatest sports writers are not pro athletes, right. and that's because like you have to dedicate all of your life. You don't have yes. to dedicate your entire life to be a car guy. Right. Like you don't have to do that yeah. and like throw issue right. everything else. So it's like I think that yeah, you probably do see a lot of people who are like, well, I could just like write for a car and yeah. drive or something like that. Yeah. I know tons about cars. It's yeah. like yeah, you know too much. Yeah. Like you yeah. know yes. you now you don't yes. know enough about writing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So right. it's like you spend your entire so it's just it's too easy. Not easy. Obviously there's a financial barrier, but you know, we I mean we have friends that especially in Alabama, who get all types of crazy cars, who have no money. Like, eventually, you just work your way into it, and then you just become, like, a guy who has nine cars. (laughs) And it's like, all right, cool. That's true. Uh, That's a good point about, like, sports riding. Like, there's only, you can only get so close. Yeah, like, cars are one of those few things that, like, you get a little, you can get a little too intimate with it. Mm -hmm. And Uh, and that's a beautiful thing. I mean, Everyone has a car story. I, you know, everyone. I don't care if you don't even have your driver's license, and a lot of people yeah. in New York don't. They have a story of, you know, their uncle's cool car or their first time they were in a car. Yeah. Everyone has got something, and it's very, yes, it's mm-hmm. very easy to get involved. And to your point about buying cars, I mean, I'm also a big believer in you don't have to spend a lot of money to get something cool. Oh, right. you know? well, no, you don't. No, you no, don't at fact. all. And I like love a, something that cool about, like a 2013 yeah. uh, Volkswagen Passat there with the go. heated seats. There that's you right. go. That's what I got. And I love. I mean, that's the great thing about Sport cars. Model. They can be really universal. You know, every they have tribes. Yeah. The yeah. car world oh, yeah. has lots of tribes, but cars are universal. They're so accessible. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. great. Yep. Totally agree. Um, see, I'm. I'm. I. So we're all, we're both musicians as well, and. Um, I I view cars and guitars pretty similarly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say those things are similar. Are you a Fender or a Gibson? 
of all okay. anything. Could be, I own a fin- I own one Fender, one Gibson, and one Gretsch. I guess Gretsch okay. is technically owned by Fender, and I have a Fender amp. So okay. Fender. Okay, well, yeah. there you go. Well, see, okay. like I I I I know there are people who know plenty more than I do about guitars, but I know more than anyone needs to know. Mm-hmm. It's it is a like the the level that I know is like. You'll say sixty percent. You know, and there's plenty of people that are at 90 percent. Every little detail and every little thing. It's insane. It's yeah. like the nerdiest thing in the entire yeah. world. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the day, I, so I have I have two main guitars. This is the way I, this it, it translates to cars exactly. Is like I have a, a nineteen forty eight J two hundred, which is cool. a Gibson. Okay. Very nice collectible old instrument, expensive. And then I have a Silvertone from the same period that was sold at Sears and Roebuck. Nice. So, I don't know, maybe yeah. sold for 30 bucks new or wow. something in the 40s. Um, I cannot tell you which one I like better. Hmm. I can't do it. I, they just, I mean, one is factually built better. Uh-huh. It's more valuable, it's whatever. The, you know, the other one is just, you know, it's, it's more poorly constructed. It just, yeah. it just is. Um, but both of them... I don't know. Like I'm, I'm a, I guess that's my point there is with these things is like I'm pretty vain when it comes to these things. I love the way things look, the way they make you feel. Yeah. Like and same way with cars. Like I would I would take a 1958 Ford Fairlane over a Ferrari 458 any yes. day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no mm-hmm. no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not because one isn't one is better or worse mm-hmm. because one's fast one's it just like when it comes down to it, it's like it's it's all emotion. Yeah. And I think that's what is. Uh, interesting about cars and stuff because it is I mean it's facts and figures like it makes this much power it does this zero to sixty in this amount of time it is weighs this I mean everything is calculable and scientific Um, yet like I don't know. There's an X factor. Yeah, yeah. There's, 100%. It, it, there is, and you can sound kind of kooky when you start talking about the soul mm-hmm. of a car or an instrument, sure. but there's something there. Oh. Yeah, no, because it's 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 also about how it makes you feel yes. when you are in it. Yes, because yeah. yeah. if we're like, gonna be if we're gonna be frank, you know, probably like a 2010 Honda Civic is probably just the best option. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just probably is. Um, but you know, it may yeah. not make you feel as good sure. as. You know, whatever else. Yeah. Um, I, I think that stuff is so fascinating. And it doesn't work that way for everybody, I don't no. think. I think some people, you know, I think a lot of guitar and car people are very, uh, I think can really, really get kind of lost in the weeds. Yeah. Like, get so focused on, yeah. you know, does this you know thing have this exact specific thing? Which is cool, too. I, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of my it's friends are those people. Tribes. It's one 100%. of the, yeah, you know, even if you just look at the Porsche world, you've got oh, the God, people yeah. who get very into, you know, matching numbers, mm-hmm. you know, numbers matching everything, and then you get people who don't care about that at all, and they're yeah. going to put this engine in it and that engine in it, and, it, you know, it's yeah. tribes. I, yeah, and I, and I can yeah. dig all of it, sure. you know, like, I'm not that numbers guy. Yeah. Like, I, there's nothing in the world that can yeah. ever make me be that numbers guy. Yeah. Uh, but I know those people, yeah. and those people are right. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it all it's all good. There's room for everybody. Yeah. Big believer in do what makes you happy. Yeah, you know. Um, well, so let me ask you this: so you're not a car person, or you mm-hmm. you didn't come into it a car person? <laughs> yeah. Has it has it wormed its way into your heart? You well, know, do you care I mean, more? Let's be honest. I spend many hours every single day thinking about cars, driving cars, yeah. being around cars, talking about cars, uh, being around car people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's woven into the fabric of my life, and yeah. I think anyone who 
you know, saw my Instagram or saw my social media or read stories would think I'm a car person. Your Instagram uh, reads car person. Yeah, I know. Totally. I thought I, for sure that you were like I, just a track nerd. You know, I mean, it's like 95% cars. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I know. Um, you know, let's not forget Instagram is a curated medium. Yes, so that's, I, know, I know my audience. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I still am. I would not say I'm a, I'm a car person. Yeah. Uh, I know what a real enthusiast is. I am not that. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, I purposely have the bulk of my social circle outside of the car world. You know, my mm-hmm. closest friends are barely have their driver's license. Yeah. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need some separation from work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I would be lying if I said that I am not excited every day to be talking about cars, thinking about cars, driving them. I love beautiful things. Yeah. yeah. I'm like you. I really, yeah. for me, cars are beautiful things mm-hmm. and they are a ticket to freedom. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, they are. And I love that. It's, they represent a lot of things that have nothing to do with the car yeah. itself. And that is what I love. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we all have a similar, uh, Pete's probably more of a, a, a car guy. But I feel like I'm, but I think we are in like a similar thing yeah. of like not like. I feel like everybody else that you work with at the car club are car guys. Oh yes, no, I'm, and I'm a like, hack. We like to are call like, myself a yeah. car guy. Mm-hmm. If I were to say that to a car guy, yeah. they would be like, "All right, well then, what's?" Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, see, I would get yeah. found it out gets, so like, fast. It becomes some sort of competitive thing. Yeah. Like you're not a I, real car guy. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, just, like, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I just like really nice. Th- I, I just yeah. like cool things. I'm Me just too. like I like I, I like know. nice yeah. classic guitars. Mm-hmm. I like you know really cool European cars. Yeah, and stuff. You know, it, it, it's more of a vibe thing for me totally. than a like. You can explain to me why like something. You know, like why. Uh, you know, specifically like a Lamborghini Aventador is better than like an Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna like the Aston Martin more. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like it. Yeah, I just like James Bond. Yeah, I'm just like it's as simple as that. I love James Bond. Yes, and anyone who even says I'm not a car person, if you show them an Aston Martin, they're gonna have an emotional response. Yeah, because yeah, they're incredible. It's just beautiful. Yeah. you know, and uh, people just you know trust your instincts like it's funny working with the photo editors here they're not car people these Mm -hmm. are just photo editors so I'll show them a car you know I'll show them two photos and be like which photo do you like and they're like I don't know which car is better and it's like no that's not the question the question is which do you like you know yeah better is like a and yeah, better is like better for what? Like for right. for going fast in a in a country that you can't actually even do that. Right. Right. Uh, it's like okay, then yeah. it's it ha- it needs to be about like does it work and yeah. like do you feel cool sitting behind the wheel? Right, right. That's oh, like yeah. the answer. Yeah. And the other thing for me too is um, I like people who have many dimensions and contain yeah. multitudes yeah. and have many depths, and um, you know. You have to be able to talk about a lot of other things besides cars. Oh, yeah. No and doubt. another thing I always think about is, okay, these icons that people in the auto industry hold up as very interesting heroes, mm-hmm. um, you know, those people actually had a lot of other interests, oh, too. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. you, you have... It's very boring to talk about people who have just one <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, that <laughs> makes me feel better, because I, I think we both of us uh, have a lot of... Maybe not guilt... Maybe a, maybe it's a it's a, t- a touch of guilt for like not having um, 
an expertise per se. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we do a lot of different things. Um, I have a lot of different interests. I have a lot, you know, we have a bunch of different hobbies, some of which we try and make money off of and like (laughs) in all in different things. And all of them cost money, of course. And like all of them are like stupid. Uh, but like, that's just what I want. Like when people are like, what do you want? Like, what are you most interested in? Like, what's the one thing that like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't give that thing up, uh, or you, that like you could give everything else up and just focus on the one thing. And I'm like, I can't answer that. Yeah. Like that would be yeah. to me, um, I, I, all of them inform everything else. Like yeah. everything yes. informs everything key. else. That's the key. Uh, it's like a whole person, you know, not persona, but it's just all of the thing. Like they're all things that I care deeply about. Part of the web of yeah. you. Yeah. So what are the other so things? Say, that, this is, this is yeah. kind of a theme of our show with uh-huh. our guests. Is like we have people on who are who do a thing, yeah. specific yeah. thing. We want to get to what's the other thing? Like, or do you what's have like another thing, thing that like um, you do that? So you said you know you're not an aficionado yeah, of no. cars. Do you have something that you are aficionado of, or do you have a bunch of different things that you kind of have? Are you like us that have like a cursory, uh, not cursory, but like pretty in depth knowledge? Like jack of all trades type yeah. situation. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I would say I'm like you guys. Yeah. Um, I love sports. I love running. I run every day. I ran mm-hmm. track at Baylor, so that was a big oh, part nice. of my oh, life nice. for a long time. Um, my dad actually ran for Nike um, in the late '70s and early '80s, so I come from oh, cool. a very sports-oriented yeah, family. Yeah. That was that was what my family did. Instead of cars, we were actually what, what events running. did you run? Um, the 800 yeah. in track and field, and then cross country, Ooh, long, yeah. long distance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a, actually. You Is know, that why you ended big, up at Baylor? Yeah. Okay. That was a big. I was going to say, of, like, yeah. how Oregon to, very to Waco? <laughs> yeah, very random. Um, but I actually really enjoy sports and have you know my brother played basketball in Belgium uh, for many years after college, and so like it, I come from actually quite a sports family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love. Is the your music. family tall as yeah. well? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My brother's six eight. My dad's six four. Oh, I've got cousins yeah. who are six eight ish and. My, yeah. I have what's two the, aunts who are taller than me. What's what's the uh, what's what's your family? My heritage, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually Welsh and Danish on my dad's oh, yeah. side. So oh, I was, I know, I was actually. Welsh. It's the Welsh and the Danes, and then yeah. my mom's side is all German. Her uh-huh. family yeah, was the it. last name was Mollenhauer, okay. and they're from a very small town called Fulda in Germany. So. Um, yeah, it's Welsh and Danes on my dad's side, and then all German on my mom. So yes, we are, we come from yeah, tall yeah, that's, stock. That's tall yeah. stock for yes. sure. Tall stock. Yes, and yeah. and it's funny. I I love being tall. I never. Uh, I don't feel tall in New York at all. When no, I there's travel, so many tall people so, in New York. Like you don't it's even weird. Think, and I wear heels all the time. I don't. I never yeah. even think about it. And then you leave, and like going to L.A. It's so everyone's. You know, mm-hmm. my shoulder height, and I realized, oh yeah, like every Hollywood person is really short. It's yep. interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm like, and then music too. I am not musical, but I mean, music. I use music like a drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I often think, does music affect your mood or reflect your mood? You know, it's kind of both. both. I think it's both. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, you know, I I love music too. So I guess. Who do you like? Not and you can't I, say everything. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do I it. don't like everything. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, gosh, today I was listening to a mix of like Jimi Hendrix, Johnny Cash. I like old stuff. Yeah. I okay. like old rock. Um, but then I was also listening to like La Rue. 
you yeah. know, and Robin, who yep. just came out with a great new album that everyone's really excited there's, there's about. There's been a lot of buzz about it. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, but I, 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 would, about that. I would say yeah. I'm an I'm omnivorous. Yeah. Um, but I don't like everything. Are you a live show person? Do you go out to see music? Um, or? That's a good question. The last show I saw live was last year in the UK. It was Prodigy, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yeah. Um, I would go again in a heartbeat but it's got to be a good show I'm, I'm not a sucker for shows yeah. mm-hmm. anymore I used to be more maybe I'm getting old yeah that, <laughs> that happened I mean I, th- I feel like it happens at different rates for different people it happens for me a lot because I get uh, it, it causes me a lot of anxiety because like we haven't played a live show in a while and it just makes me want to go do oh, that yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of just like these, yeah I yeah, get yeah, a weird yeah. feeling like, this, like I'm a little nervous uh-huh, but yeah. in a good way but like it yeah. just stirs you up a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. I've, yeah. I've kind of moved away from going to shows. I, I love going to shows, but I'm like very particular about yeah. like. Yeah, I'm know. not gonna go out to like um, Jet Stadium and like watch. Uh, I mean, I admit I did do that last year, but it wasn't by choice. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like that's not something I want to spend like. If it's a small thing, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gotta be just. It's gotta be the right thing. Typically, yeah. for, I mean, I would say at this point, it's usually. Buddies, they would, yeah, you know, if someone's course. coming well, through town, they the will see them. You know? Or like that people who sense. are, um, you know, are. This is like, oh, you know, one of yeah. our like people like that we want to go see, like yeah. a hero type situation. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll Who's go your hero? A lot of different heroes, but at this moment, we the the most recent concert that I went to go see was Brandy Carlisle oh, over cool. in the park, and I, like she's one of my, uh, she's like one of my songwriting icons. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I think the last one I went to see was John John Paul White. I oh, yeah. The thing. I think Jackson. that was the last. I played cool. in, I don't know, almost a year ago? No, yeah. February? It was, okay. it was this year. I yeah, yeah. Get, I don't go to that many these days. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, I, I do like it. When I go, I like it, but yeah. I, I, you know, it's got to be good. Yeah. 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 So, what was growing up in small town <laughs> Oregon like? It Sorry, was, I shift gears a lot. Yeah, I love, I love yeah. it. It's great. Um, Car pun. It, it was... A really the best childhood. Nice. I mean, really sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was a minister, so uh, it was a very sheltered, sweet mm-hmm. childhood. Um, I was outside constantly. I had a dog. I had a horse. You know, oh, yeah. I was out oh, yeah. in the dirt, yep. um, running the classic around. Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it was great. And really, I grew up thinking I'm going to end up in a cabin with a dog and a man. Mm-hmm. And I'll be happy. I mean, yep. that was yep. that was truly, uh, you know, really kind of. I had no concept of New York or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, it was a great childhood. Do you think at um, some point in time you will wind up in a cabin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, um, I I uh, I'm an open person. Mm-hmm. You know, what I have no preconceived. Uh, plan about mm-hmm. maybe that's good or bad i don't yeah. know you know people say what's good. your five-year plan and i'm like um ask me in five years and i'll tell you <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what i had what denomination like, was your dad uh preacher non-denominational although probably leaning toward uh baptist yeah. you know yeah. he's from he my dad's from texas okay so um he, he came up kind of in that circle yeah um yeah, yeah. but it, oregon's beautiful i i always used to say i'm going to be buried in oregon I don't know about that now, but, um, it, you know, it's set for outdoor, being outside. Mm-hmm. And being, it's very close to it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, being outside and, you know, just being very independent. And yeah. It's a great place to grow up. 
Yeah. So one of our best buds that we grew up with has been out there for about the same time that we've been here in New York, and uh, he's uh, hell. I don't even know. He's out in the country somewhere, or yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, he's a big like hunter. He uh-huh. does a lot of like outdoor stuff. And um, <laughs> I I learned more and more how. I, I guess I, I had an idea of what I thought. Oregon and Washington and Maine, I think, are in Alaska and Hawaii are the only states I haven't been to. Oh, I'm pretty you need sure. To get there. I know. I yeah. know. I, I'm like, I really need to do it. Yeah. But I had this idea, I guess, of what I thought it was. But it seems much stranger than yes. I ever had thought. Yes. It seems it, like a, a weird place. It's very magical. Yeah. It's very wild. It's very ancient. It's mm-hmm. a very mystical place and it's hard to describe to people what it is because there's a part of it that is like ranchers out west mm-hmm. you know if you saw like the Rajneeshi wow, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is certainly that's authentic oh, yeah. Oregon sure. mm-hmm. but on the other side you also have like genuine hippies yeah, and crazy revolutionaries yeah. with Steve Prefontaine total rebel He's pure Oregon, you know, Nike, Bill Bowerman, Phil Knight. That mm-hmm. is pure Oregon mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. So that's very authentic too to the Oregon experience. And you got, and then you got like the trappers and loggers and the um, pil- the pioneers who came there. They these are the people who populated yeah. Oregon. So it's really, mm-hmm. a, it's a, like a mix. It's yeah. really cool. It's it seems strange that yeah. right? I mean, that's what I mean. I guess wild is maybe a it's good wild. word for it's it. It's wild. It's uh, wild. Yeah. Or at least from from what and, I've understood from my. And I would also say, unfortunately, Portlandia is not that far off either. Yeah, There's yeah. like a section, and I've never lived in Portland. I never want to live in Portland. It's never appealed to me. But there, that's. That is accurate too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a side of Oregon. But there's much more to Oregon than just Portland. Oh yeah, I would say. Oh, yeah, sure. So yeah, I think if you go out, you'll you'll love it. That's well, my my big goal is at some point. I haven't had a motorcycle. I brought a motorcycle up to the city when we moved, cool. and it just got destroyed. I believe it. I mean, I, I had no idea. I mean, I'd never oh. been to New York. We moved up. Oh, oh my god! You're street parking it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. seventy one Honda CD seven hundred and fifty. Cool. And I mean, it just got. I mean, it got oh. literally run over three or four times, destroyed. So I was yeah. like, I'm not going to have another bike yeah. in New York. And then. Uh, I've decided I want to have another bike. Uh, so, like, the, my goal is I want to buy a bike in Port because I have still yet to go out to Oregon and see my buddy. So, my goal is I want to eventually buy a bike out there, cool. ride that back cool. here. I think that's the thing I would really like to do. So, yeah. now would you ride it back going the northern route or try to swing so. through the south? Uh, I think I think the northern route because cool. I've just seen less of it. I've yeah. spent a lot of time in Doing New Mexico, and West Texas. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, West Texas is a long ride. Yeah, yeah I've, I've driven it a few times and I like it, but yeah. I've just seen that more times yeah. than I've seen like you know, yeah. uh, northern Montana. Montana yeah. and I've Wyoming. been to Montana. Yeah, yeah, cool. That stuff uh, is just I think is yeah. fantastic. Me too. So that's one of these yeah. days I'm mm-hmm. going to get to Altoria for yeah. sure. Do you go it's back great. regularly? Um, not as much as I'd like. I mean, maybe once a year. Yeah. Um, Bend is a little bit tough. You, there are no direct flights there. I mean, to get to Bend, you have to really take two or three flights from New York. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have no real excuse for not, but it's. Yeah. I like going to other places too. Yeah. So, I heard yeah. that. Yeah. Very understandable. So, um, you start writing for, you know, in Texas near Forbes. Yeah. How long have you been in Bloomberg now? I've been in Bloomberg over four years. Over four this years. Going okay. on to my fifth year. And that was your, yeah. that directly came there out of Forbes, right? Yes. Okay. So um, I was at Forbes, and um, Chris Rouser, who's my editor here, was hired to form a luxury news desk because mm-hmm. before we came along, there was no team dedicated to covering luxury 
products or lifestyle at Bloomberg, which is crazy because that's who our readers are. Yeah. Um, our readers have a very, very high uh, average um, annual income. Mm-hmm. We might as well be writing yeah. to these people. Um, so uh, we were hired specifically to start this, this team pursuits, which is the mm-hmm. luxury desk. So, so do you... Um, Focus on anything else besides cars? Do you do any other luxury? I mean, like yeah. motorcycles. Uh, um, sometimes, you know, uh, I'll write about, you know, um, One Oak nightclub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why that yeah. came to mind, but uh, you know, they had their ten year anniversary last year, and that was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did a story about, um, you know, how does a nightclub in New York that has a, a city that, you know, if a nightclub stays open one single year is a success how does this club stay open 10 years and it's got all these mm-hmm. other uh, you know outlets so I, I'll write about that um, sometimes I'll write about like beauty products you know that cost an arm and a leg mm-hmm. um, to do so there there are some other areas of my reporting but it's small it's few and far between do you have any uh, plans on ever writing a book or anything like that or uh, other thoughts I know that's like the number one answer, yeah. question for for writers I would love to write a book. I think I have a book in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have worked with an agent on some ideas, um, but uh, ask me again in a few years. That's okay. definitely a goal. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I. It's definitely a goal. It's something I would like to do. It seems like a natural progression. Would it be fiction um, or nonfiction? It would be nonfiction. nonfiction. I mm-hmm. I do not have the the part in my brain that fiction writers have and I I think fiction writing is much more difficult than nonfiction. Oh, yeah, I I don't yeah. Um, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So I don't have that bone, but um, certainly uh, some sort of nonfiction book, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's a goal of mine. Um, check back. If you have an, any ideas, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah. in, along that same line, if you could be writing about anything, mm-hmm. any topic or any maybe specific story or anything. Like, mm-hmm. what's the dream, the dream thing to come across your desk? We're like, all right, I get to cover this thing. Is there? Honestly, is there a thing? It's what I'm doing on a daily yeah. basis. You like it, the, it the genu- luxury world? It genuinely yeah. is. Yeah, um, I love doing long personality profiles. Mm-hmm. I, I those are those um, take more time, so I do fewer of them. But I love being able to like profile a personality. Yeah. Um, when I was at Forbes, I did a cover story on Elon Musk before oh, wow. he was he was just when he had come out with the Roadster before the yeah. Model S came out. So and and that story took like six months of back and forth to LA, spending time with him at his home, meeting his kids, meeting his mom, um, you know, co- conversations about his dating life, all this stuff. I love doing that yeah. sort of thing as with someone who's very unusual and you know singular yeah um you know i've done stuff uh you know with jennifer lopez or dita von teese or you know like jay leno just i like being around interesting people so if i had my way i i love doing longer form yeah you know profiles of personalities Mm -hmm. um but but really to answer your question it's what i'm doing every day i mean it's kind of like cliche answer but it's true shoot i I mean i don't (laughs) I don't know that it is a cliche answer. I feel like a lot of people don't. Mm. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people can't say that. Um, We know a lot of people who are doing writing in some capacity or another, and they love writing. I mean, the same way with music. I mean, I know a lot of musicians who are in their field doing the thing they want to be doing, but you know, maybe they're playing in a pop band, or maybe they're 
you know, writing, uh, you know, something that they, it's not yeah. the thing they want. So, I mean, if yeah. you just say that you're writing the stuff you want to be yeah. writing, yeah. I think that's pretty, yeah. pretty incredible yeah. and probably pretty rare, I yeah. would imagine. I, um, I'm really grateful for it. I certainly uh, have written about things that I wasn't as interested in in order to get to a place sure. that I am interested. Mm-hmm. You know, when I just, that year... Um, that I graduated from college and was writing about politics and religion, I didn't necessarily think that I would be writing about that for my career. But I knew this is teaching me a lot of things that are going to get me to the next Mm -hmm. place, to the place where I want to be, you know. And even when I joined Forbes, I kind of thought, I just wasn't really into, you know, uh, what was important to me was working for Forbes. It didn't matter to me necessarily what the subject was I just wanted to work for a well-known news publication mm-hmm. because I knew I would yeah. learn a bunch of things sure. that would teach me and, and help me get to wherever I was meant to go so um, certainly I've I think there's a time and a place for if you can <coughs> see okay I'm going to do this now and it's not my favorite thing but this is going to get me to the next level yeah. that's so worth it mm-hmm. oh know? totally yeah. it's, but there's a, there's a balancing be- point because sometimes if you do that too long you, you really lose your soul mm-hmm. it makes you depressed so there's a, there's a balance to it or you can talk yourself into the yeah. thing being worth it or the thing right. moving your career in a certain direction or giving you a certain trajectory when it's just not when it's actually not like it's not actually right. moving you somewhere it's just you just you maybe move your goalposts yeah, back yeah you're moving you're, yeah you're adjusting right. your yeah. goalposts instead of you making moves that um, you know, you start going off a different path, I guess, right. and saying, I wanted to do this. It's like, right. no, I didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think there's a certain wisdom in knowing when mm-hmm. to Oh yeah. switch, when to sw- turn that switch off. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. I think, I mean, that's something my wife and I talk about all the time in regards to New York, mm-hmm. is like, when do we, when we pull the ripcord? You know, yeah. like, we don't, none of us want to be here forever. Like, yeah. we knew that day one. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, we're going to move here for a period of time, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to kind of sharpen our blades here, mm-hmm. do what we need to do. Um, you know, and we, you know, now after five years, we're like, all right, like, we, you know, we've been spending more time in France, which mm-hmm. we really like, mm-hmm. and, you know, other places where you kind of want to get back out of the country mm-hmm. someplace. And, you know, we, we're kind of, uh, a thing, but the point there is a thing that I didn't foresee, because uh, I was, I wasn't dragged here, but mm-hmm. I wasn't not dragged mm-hmm. here, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... You know, when I to hear my wife being like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm considering, you know, maybe we should try mm-hmm. something else." Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I'd have been like chomping at the bit, yeah. you know, like so stoked, and now I'm kind of like, "Oh, I don't know." Like, hey, this is kind of like, it, it, it like fear wasn't anything that I was mm-hmm. planning on feeling when that thing was brought up, and now I'm like, oh, I kind of feel safe in this weird, yeah. stupid city, yeah, with all these people. Every, you know, like it, yeah. it's it's I've become accustomed to it, and so I'm yeah. like. Some days I feel like I'm kind of pulling those goalposts back and be yeah. like, well, maybe I just, you know, keep kind of hunting this this field for a little while. When like I know that's not the the right move, I'm I'm pretty sure. What's the know. what's that fear? Like what's what's the thing that you're scared of? What's behind that? I think it's uh, I think it's leaving something that you feel connected to. You know, yeah. I think we like we uh, you know like I told you earlier, like I'm just like a relational dude. I like to connect with people. I like to build a community. I like to know people, and we've done that here. Yeah. You know, we have a really I mean a fantastic community in New York, um, and so I think the idea of picking up and leaving that at 30 years old mm-hmm. and having to do it all over again somewhere else. Uh, 
I think it'd be really hard. Mm-hmm. It'd be really mm-hmm. emotionally difficult mm-hmm. to be like, all right, like we just left all of these great people that we know and mm-hmm. love and like really trust mm-hmm. and like, you know, and just having to start over and mm-hmm. find more of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think that's the thing probably mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's tricky too when you're doing it with a, you know, with a, with another party and like, uh, you know, we're both married. So it's like, I think it's difficult for, cause you know, we're going to arrive at, different goals at different times so something yeah. like, like you might have a goal that is further out yeah you know because you started on it later or mm-hmm. you know same thing with me yeah, or something like that so it's like i think that it's like kind of hitting the the moment when it makes sense for both parties and it i don't know i think i think it's just a whole nother timing is so weird crucial. thing yeah oh, yeah yeah and i i have this thing where i've thought about all right when is the ideal age window to be in new york city yeah. Because, and I think it's probably different for everyone. But yeah, sure. uh, you know, we've all seen um, if you come here too young, there's a chance of c- losing the plot and really just getting eaten up yeah. by New York City. Scramble you know, your brains all yeah, up. Yeah, you know, you get messed up in a bunch of other things, and mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. if you come too late, you can kind of miss momentum. Yeah. That you know, New York takes a lot of energy. It takes yeah. a lot of. It, helps if you're healthy yeah. you know it takes a lot of motivation and so if you come on the late side sometimes you miss that youthful exuberance mm-hmm. so it's something i think about a lot yeah you know what's the right time frame for people yeah well i think i think the the other part of it is like you know our to talk about the cabin thing like our goal is to like get out you know get out in the yeah. woods somewhere again and uh and like i think is like kind of what you were saying about like where you are in you know along your career path like New York kind of dangles this, you know, I think it's real. I, I definitely think it's real. Um, but the dangling that carrot of like opportunities, man, you never yes. know who you're going to meet. You never know yes. what's going to happen every yes. single day. It's, it's New York City. Everyone's yeah. here. Yes. And like the idea to like, you know, when you're trying to, you know, start something new or you're, you know, you're in kind of in mid process of, of chasing whatever you're chasing to like, to see that carrot and be like, yeah. I'm going to go this way now, mm-hmm. even though everything tells me mm-hmm. this is where the opportunity is, but I'm going to go live out in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, a but scary I think it's idea like, too. it's real, but does it matter? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. because like if your goal, if your ultimate goal is to live in a cabin by the woods, uh, meeting, meeting no. Johnny Depp yeah, is irrelevant yeah, to that goal. Yeah, totally. It's just a thing. Totally. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is like New York, does, it kind of exists on, and in, in, in a way it also exists on its own. Uh, like self-fulfilling momentum in that way of like, you know, it keeps people in because there's there is that like carrot that's always and there's always a next level up and a yes. next level up and a yeah. next oh, yeah. level up and it's like, uh, but you know, I guess like determining what you're sometimes it, it helps you, it helps if you know what the goal is, I guess. Yeah, um, which is hard to do. I feel like the, I feel like they change. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, sounds like for you, Peter. Whatever is that little thing that keeps whispering cabin, cabin, that uh-huh. isn't going away. Yeah, yeah. That's not going away. No. Yeah, no doubt. You know? There's no, and, there's and no like, doubt it's it doesn't, going away. Yeah, to your point, I mean, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what else there is. I would say, you know, New York is not for everyone. Some people are really intoxicated by the energy and yeah. the constant carrot, and that's just fun. It's like a fun yeah. game. And some people get, you know, anxiety about that, yeah. and it's not fun for them. Mm-hmm. To well, which I say, leave. There's no reason to yeah. be here unless you want to be. You have to really want to be here. That's right. It's not easy. It's well, not an easy place to be. 
and the thing yeah. that the the thing that kind of keeps uh, refueling the tank is stuff like this. Yeah. Frankly, you know, like li- being able to meet people like yeah. you, sit yeah. down and talk, make a new relationship with somebody yeah. interesting, and like, and that uh, if you're if you're hungry for it and you're after it, yeah, it can happen literally every single day in New York yes. City. Yes, it can yes. happen every day. Yes, um, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's <laughs> that. That's the thing. I guess that's that makes it like really. Uh, a difficult thing to walk away from is you're like, man, yeah. if you just if you stay hungry, yes, you meet all kinds of stuff and you learn something every day, I, and that's I, pretty exciting. I've learned more in this city than I learned anywhere else. Yeah, I'm in, in any school, in any anywhere. Yeah, I've learned more in this city. You know, I've met my friends here. I'm mm-hmm. like you. You know, the the people are what make the city. Yeah, and um, I find that really you know in new york everyone's from somewhere else so yeah. there is this really sense of we're all in this together yep. you know we're all working on something creative we're all you know trying mm-hmm. and that's really great because you really yeah. foster these connections that like we're all we're all doing it guys mm-hmm. yeah well and you, can, like you can tell somebody a crazy thing that you're doing yeah but like you know like say we're both very proudly from alabama i love yeah. alabama and i don't mean this to be a disparaging comment about alabama by any means but back home, more times than not, if you were to say, like, yeah, I want to be a professional musician, yeah. or I want to be a, a painter, or I yeah. want to be a writer, people are going to be like, yeah, but what do you do for work? You know, like, <laughs> that's going to, you know, a lot of times that's going to be, uh, you know, it's just not yeah. a very common thing for someone to actually do. Yeah. Um, whereas here, if you're like, yeah, dude, I want to be a professional unicyclist, someone will be like, oh, word, yeah, my buddy does that. And, you know, like... <laughs> It's just not weird. That's like you can't come up with something weird oh, enough man. for your average no. New Yorker to say like, "Oh, you can't do that." And of course you can. Yeah, like, and for me, I find that extremely freeing. You know, the yeah. idea that I can be exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. I can be my own weird self, and there's going to be someone who's ten times weirder than me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You never have to worry about yeah. you know being the anything in the room because someone else is going to be. Yeah. You know, it, so is, it, it is. It is freeing. It is freeing. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You can't ever be the coolest person around. Yeah. You can't ever be the weirdest. Like, no. You just can't. Yeah. There's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, so just be you, you yeah. know? So mm-hmm. it's, it, in that way, I find it so freeing, and I, I love it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, before we wrap up, do you have any pluggables that you want to plug? Read Bloomberg. Read Bloomberg. I mean, thanks, thanks for go. reading my stories. Yeah. Um, just read Bloomberg. Uh, and no, no plug, but I really appreciate talking with you guys thanks so much for having us yeah it's been fun we we appreciate you having us yeah it's anytime anytime you want to come shoot the breeze yeah come this way yeah yeah excellent yeah Yeah, we'll post uh, we'll post all of the the links and Mm -hmm. relevant details like that do you have any social media handles or anything like that Um, Twitter which is my own personal favorite social media is just my name Hannah Elliott two N's two H's two L's two T's two of everything and then Instagram is Hannah Elliott XO Nice. Yeah. So. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey, yeah, Thank you so again. much for coming. Yeah. On. I had a blast. Same. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? <laughs> the fire escape. <laughs>
The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.